and gentlemen, welcome back once again for another fantastic episode of Last Minute Kickout. As always, I am the effervescent Pete Titans Creed Nevercoach, joined by the forever green screened John Turbo Finley. It might not actually be a green screen that's here. It could be something else here. It could be me in, you know, at uh, the Thunderdome, possibly. You know, I'm just like. And a yeah. man who will be soon in his near future chuckied by all of his Funko Pop collection. One, Mr. <laughs> Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva. How are you, sir? Oh, you can't see the half of it. <laughs> no. We can see the stuff that's literally about to jump yes. off the top of the cabinet at you. Yes. You can get Swanton Bond by all of your... You can just see over there the Surfer Sting and Lex Luger ready to pounce on me. Absolutely. As, as the Black Scorpion turns out. So, along. we have been away for a while. There have been many things in this life that have kept us away, but many things in this life are for certain. One is life, one is death, one is taxes, and one is three nerds getting together on a podcast. So, we are back to talk about some wrestling, and specifically, Double or Nothing 2022, as that has happened recently. And uh, it was... I don't know. I want to say it was a good show. There was a bit of bad show. I'd say it's a mixed show. What were your first initial impressions, gentlemen? Definitely mixed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, there was good action. It definitely didn't learn from WWE's uh, recent uh, kind of like uh, decision making to split the show into two nights because i felt that would have made it a lot better because this was, was a very six long. hour show uh, if you if you factor in other things the, the buying etc yeah um it was it was i agree with you lads it was definitely a mixed show um but it was a mixed AEW show versus a mixed wwe show so been, the, the positive way out bit, the negatives. A bit better? <laughs> uh, it, it's still a, a lot better than we've seen elsewhere and, and recently. As the more super casual of the three of us, I'd say that the negatives are only based on I don't think certain people should have won. I think that's just where my negativity comes from it in certain places. There, I mean, I was kind of was, yeah. off. Yeah, I was well off with some of my... Uh... Kind of like, it's not uh, even. It's not even about the predictions itself. It's just like. Well, it's just like what I felt should have won with the the storylines that they had playing out. And there was there was there was there was a couple where I was I was scratching my head a bit. Uh, there was there was a couple where I I knew that I knew it, it sort of had to go that way, and I think you guys did as well. It, sort of, it had I mean, to go that way for it to make sense. I uh, mean, the only one that I, the only one that I had proper thinking, yes, this is going to happen, was the main event. Um, because I felt it just it was leading to that how it was kind of like being portrayed. But we'll get to it. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's the more cynical side of me is saying that the main event went that way literally because of what's around the corner in the next four weeks. Mm. But yes, enough of that. We shall talk to that as we go through it. For now, as always, we will begin with the buy-in, which is quite an entertaining. Only the one match on the buy-in, uh, which was uh, Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen against Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. Obviously, this has been built up for ages. It's Danhausen's first 
uh, it's his pay-per-view, first pay-per-view match. Yes. Since, since his injury. Like, he's obviously been on television, but then I believe he was still semi-injured, all that, like, not able to do a proper match and it build was, up to this. It was a, it was a, a nasty injury. It took a, long, took a long rehab on it. Obviously, this was um, following on from his debut, where he got absolutely smashed in about 26 seconds, I think it was. Um, yeah. And hence the need to... Co- to to call on the powers he set up the signal put it into the air the bag of chips silhouette was illuminated in the night sky <laughs> I, I think so i think someone was watching that uh war one warrior nation storyline from wcw oh god let's uh, hope not if that's if that was the case because he was doing that whole spotlight signaling malarkey uh, back then as well yes uh, oh, so god, Yes, he was. I've I've been recently watching videos about it, um, but yeah, I was like I've, I I like I've been liking the pairing of uh, you know the 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 di- I've always liked that dynamic of um, the serious kind of like uh, no nonsense kind of like badass wrestler uh, with the comic comedic heel gimmick wrestler, and how they you know the you know the negatives attract. Uh, I get that, but I feel like you're putting two very over people together unnecessarily. I think it's still fine. Hook, it feels like it's literally just there to stop Hook going on some singles gold tear. He's a little bit, you're buying time. I mean, you gotta get, get him to do something other than just be like a dominant... I mean, we've got, we've yes, got but, too yes, many but, uh, like, a, dominant forces in the a company. A first anyway, singles so. loss is generally better to build up a character more than anything else. Because then you can build another story there based on, you know, has everything up till then been luck? Is it a comeback thing? Or is it just changing the mental style? And everything else. So, I either way, the match was fun. It was normal Hook and Dan Hansen fair. I feel bad for Tony Nese. <laughs> I really do. Uh, um, but I mean, this match was only really going to go one way, to be fair. Yeah, Mark Mark was there to pick up uh, to, to take the pinfall, wasn't he? Um, he? He did get dumped on his head. <laughs> that, that super... Uh, so he didn't, he didn't, it kind of actually didn't surprise me he didn't get up after it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nice doesn't lose massively in in the circumstances because it ultimately is is Mark Sterling getting pinned, and I mean that does nothing really in the grand scheme of things. But I didn't even know Mark Sterling was you know legitimately a wrestler. So. Oh, you know, oh yes, yeah, very very legitimately a wrestler, but he know but he knows his role. He, he's he, he's a manager of manager semi authority figure who really does know his role, which is to appear and get his ass kicked and then come back as as smarmy intellectual um yeah i mean it is what it is the crowd went home happy danhausen spent uh, danhausen's biggest battle in the entirety of the match was actually keeping his pants on do a bit of jocks watch are you there kid no well, well, well it wasn't hard <laughs> frankly because he just every time he took a bump just like the waistband kept moving down further and further his ass um <laughs> and then he took a bump and was like, Oh for goodness, oh for goodness sake and then like pulling his pulling his waistband back up. Um but hey, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah it everyone, is. People went home happy. 
Uh, well, well, it started. I mean, it started. It, I mean, started, it's, it's it started. It's it was there specifically to to pop the crowd. Yeah. Before getting mm-hmm. into the main show, uh, with the main show actually starting with uh, Wardlow and MJF in a singles match, where if Wardlow won, uh, he would be granted his release from MJF and be able to sign with uh, AEW. And if MJF won, Wardlow would be banned from signing with AEW permanently. Um, again. Really, only one way this could go. The story's been building up for a while. Um, bit of a squash. Say it lightly. It's like, uh, what was it? I was. I. I'm not sure if uh, this match has been tempered by all the other things that are currently surrounding the MJF Why? phenomenon. Whatever are you going talking to... about, Pete? But. <sighs> If it, if, because you could have quite easily have had run-ins from members of the Pinnacle to spice this match up uh, and make uh, and not make AEW it less of a squash. Do remember the Pinnacle exists other than Spears? Well, they did have a semi-falling out with FTR a while back. But FTR about were how for hire, was FTR. They? That was the point. FTR were, FTR well, were for hire. Yeah, and F- well, FTR said that Wardlow was their friend as well, so they kind of took a step right. back from it. So. I, I, I will say this about MJF and the AEW. Irrespective of the situation, MJF needs a new storyline cycle because yes. we... We've had so, so Wardlow went through the the trials and the labors in order to get to MJF. Did beat MJF's ass and then yeah. has moved on. Before that, Punk went through the labors and the trials to get to MJF, beat his ass, and then moved on. Before that, Jericho went through literally the labors of Jericho and the trials, um, beat MJF's ass, and moved on. There's this literally is... three times they've done the same thing. Yeah, but this this is a thing of uh, I mean this is something that Reddit obviously pulled up as well. I didn't notice that when I was reading uh, R slash squared circle, where the marks live. Um, but it's it's something that they have mentioned over there. It's something that's very apparent. But it's also MJF considers himself a bit of a a a, a big tent draw, and he only wants to wrestle on those big pay-per-view you know appearances which is fair and that's us but again like you've said kev it really requires a different appearance structure instead of rotating the same thing over and over and that comes down to the creative team more than anybody else it needs mjf as a character needs the belt um but he needs to swoop in and steal it from somebody who's worked all the way to get to it at the Right, my co- my concern is that even with the belt, what's to stop him going? Ah, oh, you can't have this match with me unless you do X, Y, Z. You will go through these labors that I've never done before. <laughs> Actually, ah, that, that would be the fourth set. That would be the fourth set. I have done. They have, they have, have to go to get to MJF. They have to go through Jericho, then Bunk, then Wardlow. <laughs> I have done Labour's ABC. Now you must do DENF. And, and I'm busy writing the rest of them now. Welcome to the trials. The trials. <laughs> just him, just um, him standing on like a plinth somewhere, just going, the trials! As the camera pans back and there's just this freaking horrible assault course. Like the way of the warrior from Raven. 
You know, right. just just going. It's just on. it's it's just it's just a graphic of MJF in a judge wig and a hammer, and he's gone. Boom. Actually, actually, can, can, can we get Drew? Can, can we borrow Drew yeah, I mean, to play Raven? That'd be great. <laughs> in in all fairness to the argument of the trials, it has led to names around the wrestling industry appearing on television. Yes, absolutely. Losing uh, for the most part, but. It, it, it adds flavor, doesn't it? Um, anyway, MJF turned up, as we know, made fun of the whole thing with the plane. Was that uh, we? It, everything from Fightful and their sources suggests it was true that it was booked. Did AEW know about that? Um, did AEW know that MJF was going to do this and not show up for the fan fest? I think they if, did. If yeah, but if so, that put out a lot of his fellow workers because they, they didn't know. <laughs> it's not so much the workers as well, but it's also the fans, and they're treading a yeah, very the, fine line between. It's, it's ish, ish. Um, but hey, he, he he turned up. He got hit with power bombs halfway through. He didn't like being hit by power bombs. Started putting his hands out behind to, to block them, which was very funny. It's like, oh god, no. <laughs> I think I think the big thing about treading that line between AEW and the fans is that AEW has, and it's been mentioned quite a few times, that AEW has a different fan caliber. Mm. It's that it's that space between indie and television, so it gets that whole Ring of Honor crowd, which are a little bit more indie mark type thing, rather than uh, people who go to the the long invested WWE type stuff, and will just you know, be there. They're, they're, so, the, they're the guys who'll, who'll roll with it with a sort of like, okay, we'll sit back and see what you're doing as opposed to a this person that's up, I want a refund. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah but what do you think of this match? Squash. Yeah. Banana. <laughs> it's a cumquad. Um, no, nah, it was just typical squash affair. It's like, um, like MGF, I, I was hoping that MGF would try to be a little more um, like devious during the match, but because of everything that was going down and whatnot, it ha- it hampered what a story could have been told in this match. Because I was ho- hoping a lot more, you know, like Sean Spears being uh, involved in the match. I was hoping that was going to be a factor, but it wasn't. Um, uh, they he obviously at least they tried to do a, a, a dynamite uh, dynamite uh, diamond ring spot, but yep. failed. Um, Love that, by the way. But I thought uh, it was very well. It was very well done the way they yeah. did it. But... I mean, they, they they did as well as it possibly uh, uh, could do. I mean, for a squash match, it actually, it actually, you know what? I'm just looking at uh, the time stamp for this. It wasn't the shortest match on the card. Nope. So, well, give give it that at least. Uh, it's just Wardlow obviously being dominant throughout the entire match, though. I it's like. <laughs> Thinking about it a bit more, I just feel like Spears not being at ringside or anything else, it could have just it could they they could use the trials as ways to add stipulations to the match, you know, mm. and that way you don't have Wardlow going in as like completely undefeated and, just... and well, well, this is it. Like you could have had a stipulation being being like decided on on the winner by the winner of the match. So like if mjf's person wins then mjf can go you know if i win 
you can't sign with AEW, you know, and if you win... Oh, which was that, that, the, the factor, Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is, is that through the trials, they could have done that, so Wardlow would have essentially lost a match coming up to that. You build up one of the people you want to bring in for TV from outside of AEW, and, you know, then you can add on stipulations where Wardlow wins, and he goes, Spears is banned from ringside, and it explains that sort of thing about why he's, you know, not going to be there. Be a bit more better. It, make, it makes no sense him not being there and then just turning up on dynamite and yeah, but yeah, I unless, mean, unless you're literally going to have Wardlow put him on the shelf, which is what I would I was thinking was going to be the factor after the match because they did the whole stretcher job for him. Like, um, yeah, and uh, put the breathing apparatus over his eyes. It's a good yeah, way to he, breathe. He, yeah, upside down over his nose, and his eyebrows got the oxygen. Yeah, it was I mean, really... it, it's the EMT's first day on the job. He was, uh, he was still training. The, the guy's on it. not well liked. You know, it was it was not just Wardlow's revenge. It was Bryce's revenge. Bryce all the way through it. His face was an absolute picture of just like, yeah, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Just the, the smugness when he got to take the ring off, just like which is actually a really smart thing because if MJF decided had decided to go into business for himself, they had the ring. Mm. Um, and if he decided to take off after, they had the dynamite diamond ring after that because Bryce was in Bryce's pocket. So mm. that was actually kind of a smart thing on their part. Um, yeah, where does MJF go from here? Um, to to swear repeatedly on national television. That's what he. That's what he does. Uh, and we, us, like you, will wait to see what the heck happens with I, this because it's weird. Ass. I, I I feel like this current storyline is a way to keep him semi-involved, but actually get him off TV until after Forbidden Door, so he has nothing to do with the New Japan stuff. Is what I think it is, and then we'll see him on the Dynamite following Forbidden Door. I think that's exactly what's what's happened is that they they take him out of the picture. So nothing to do with the the New Japan Forbidden Door PDD, and then we'll see him rock up in a month's time. I, I could I could see him doing a, a Jericho style run in from the crowd. Yeah, maybe. Door. I'll just have to wait and see. Oh, he, he voiced his, he voiced his great displeasure at New Japan in that mm. in that uh, Dynamite promo. Well. Zone. He he dis dis uh, he voiced his displeasure for the boss being a f- massive mark, mm-hmm. is essentially what he did. And uh, speaking of being a massive mark, uh, we have the Hardys versus the Young Bucks in a standard tag team match, which on paper I was very surprised was even happening, even though they've been building up to this because they've. I mean, I'm sure it was pre-pandemic times, but they literally had that massive stonker at Ring of Honor. Yeah, yes. that, that, that was literally that was pre, they, pre, yeah, returned to WWE night before they came back to but WrestleMania. WWE, yeah. WrestleMania, they had that ridiculous ladder match, and oh my god, thank goodness that Tony Khan's got that because we'll be able to see it now on whatever streaming server they put together. They'll actually, will actually yeah. be able to uh, enjoy that. It wasn't really broadcast that well, I think, at the time. I was going to say, it get... was such a it was such a good match. I was going to say, give it a couple of more years, it'll be up on YouTube for free. Yep, so uh, if you're if you're after a good Hardys versus Young Bucks match, uh, go watch that one when it's available. Otherwise, unfortunately, this one was mired with despair and problems. Snake bit. And age. Snake bit. We know we knew I, that I Jeff's think... not doing too good anyway. He's, he's I beat think... up, but this was I, I think 
I think I saw a review that put it best, and it's like the daredevils of wrestling past, which have aged substantially, and you know, it's all they're known for. Uh, I'm coming over from where they're not allowed to do as much because they want to protect her and they put wild to this semi, you know, AEW and they're being allowed to do what they want to do and they're hurting themselves and they're, you know, middle-aged and older and they're just ruining themselves more. I mean, Jeff specifically, he's been like... The man's so, jumped... so many. He's broken so many bones, not just inside the ring, outside the ring as well. And it's like, I'm well, don't surprised forget the what man Matt did. Like... Don't forget what Matt did when he came in and AAW had that match with Sammy Guevara. I don't nearly... want to think about that. Oh, yes. I, we don't I want very to. We do not talk about that. about that. Yeah. Um, a, a, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in wrestling, that. More more specifically, the, one of the scariest noises I've ever heard in wrestling. But, yeah, so Jeff was out of this for quite a while. Like, uh, if you do do any pay-per-view watch-alongs at all, you can join us over at the Last Minute Continued Discord where uh, a bunch of us do stay up late and watch the uh, the grueling pay-per-views on British time, which is goes into the Great Night. And we just commentate on it with uh, over in Discord and everything else. But you see points of view like, is Jeff out of it? Yeah. What's up with Jeff's boot? But yeah, me and Pete had this discussion during during the, the thing and we, we knew that the boot was broken. And we all saw that the boot was broken. And because of the, actually, it was interesting because of the way Jeff's boots are made, which is where they're clasped at the back, when he's climbing and he's going to, going to leap off stuff, you're literally going on your, your toes, aren't you? And when you, and because of the way Jeff's boots were, he's literally, when he's going to sort of leap off, he's literally prizing the boot off of his own foot with the way his weight distribution is. So all that stuff was really was really dangerous. But we, me and Pete said at the time when in the Discord, uh, has he actually got you know not loopy as well? And it turns out that yeah, he he was he was out on his feet for everything up to near the end of that match when he made quite a comeback and seemed much more of himself. Also, and it turns out hey, the light came back on. But everything during that match from very early on and. They don't even know when it happened, but um, Jeff was just I out. Believe, I believe it was on Matt's podcast or something. I think the review, the report came out today or something. Yeah, that yeah. they think they they think he was not loopy after the uh, poetry in motion spot, mm-hmm. possibly. But when you th- he did the the bloody uh, swanton onto the steps, was it that one? Yeah. He did that. There was that as well. No, he had no idea. He had no clue where that he was. That was dangerous. That was that, that was a wince-inducing watch. That was. was like I know I crawled back into my skin, watching that. It was yeah. It, it was very much a case. It was, but but any time that Jeff was pretty much climbing up or doing anything, it was just like oh please don't, because you knew I mean, what was happening. I mean, commend the Bucks to trying to work around it Matt. and Matt, the Bucks and, and Matt. Matt. Matt, Matt immediately took over that you could tell right. Matt immediately took over that like, and started going okay we're going to do this spot on this spot on this spot we're going to buy in time but you knew mm-hmm. that Jeff was bad because I mean, again this is something we discussed in the chat he was down in the corner laying in the corner he didn't the roll out he didn't roll out so and that's that's the side it's like when at the, the Royal Rumble where Punk was his last match he was just laying in the corner for most of it because he was just, just like, no, I'm hurt. And, and I think I think what needs to be done is uh, Jeff needs to 
uh, be on some concussion protocol, I believe, for a while. Like, yeah. he needs to needs to take a step back. Maybe maybe he needs to go into some of the um, the TNA personas where he's not so much of a high flyer anymore. You know what would be good, actually? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that... Because um, wasn't the whole that... Brother Nero stuff originally... Uh, meant to get Partly. Uh, Jeff out of his high flying stuff. Partly with the with the old uh, with uh, broken Matt's crusade against the the spot monkeys, yeah, like the Bucks, which is what obviously what started yeah. with them. Um, but yeah, it was to do that. But it's like things like the Swanton. There's there's other things they can do. Um, they do have a tag team finisher, which they very rarely but they use like once, which was the Rapture, which was the, the like the combined power bomb off the top. So they could do that. Which wouldn't be as nearly as bad as the Swanton. They they need to adapt, or Jeff definitely needs to adapt. I think. Yeah. But but kudos to Matt and the Bucks for you know. It was carried to us. It was carried to a satisfactory end. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel it was the match they felt like they wanted for their legacy. So I can. I, I feel like down the road we'll be seeing this again. We'll have yeah. we will have a, a Ring of Honor ladder match replay for AEW. As because because that was the thing with the the Bucks and the and uh, Hardys in Ring of Honor that was supposed to go on for months that feud um, I mean properly for months and it got truncated to like weeks because of the WWE situation. See the Young Bucks' book for, for more details on this feud. Um, but you're expecting so wrestling fans to be able to read. That's why audiobooks exist. Pleasingly, not read by the Bucks themselves. You're you're now expecting wrestling fans to be able to listen or subscribe to a service oh, yeah, if you, if that you is can not listen, wrestling related. Subscribe. To... <laughs> um, Turbo, you got any last minute thoughts on this match? Ah, uh, it's it was. Um, I mean, like we've obviously said, it was it was definitely uh, it, it could have gone better. Um, with uh, with it, it had it not been faulted by misfortune effectively yeah. um I, it was all right it was like it was um you know the the bucks uh obviously do what they do best obviously they, they are one of the best tag teams in AEW uh still um and uh you know obviously matt uh, matt hardy being like the actual ring ring general of the match essentially um, as as a veteran should uh, be, so yeah, if, it, it was a decent match. Yeah. If you want to have a fun if, game, if... by the way, um, go, going through this entire pay per view, count how many wrestlers have their mouths busted open, starting with this match with Matt, because I, I swear there's about five or six of them <laughs> end up just a lot. bloody. Oh, mouth. There, there, well, there is a, a lot of blood on this, which we will I, talk about as we go through. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I mean, there was probably a lot of blood, but I don't think anything will beat uh, the very first double or nothing in terms of oh God, no. bloodshed. Yeah, I don't but, know. I think there's a particular match in well, this that has a, a lot individual. of content. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was only like uh, you know, ninety minutes. Nineteen is uh, the yeah. third longest match on the card. Effectively, yeah. No, uh, no, no, bar, bar, bar the. You know, the main event and... Uh, Anarchy in the Arena is yeah, the third longest so. match on the card. Mm. So, yeah. didn't It didn't feel like 19 minutes. No, it didn't. 
It's like I think I think that just extra time was obviously based on how things planned out. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was unplanned, effectively. But uh, nevertheless, um, let's move on. Um, yeah, to... we go we go from unplanned to the continuous planning of Jade Cargill's Goldberg esque domination of the 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 women's mid card of AEW. Uh, with a lot of surprises in this match, to be fair. Um, I'm surprised they pulled out a quite as much as they did for this so early on in the card, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, we had Jade Cargill uh, defending the, the AEW TBS Championship against Anna Jay uh, in what seems to be a rematch for... which just got started out of the blue for whatever reason with, you know, so many other women contend- female contenders in... You know the the Owen Hart female competition that we've just had and everything else, but no, Anna Jay just comes back. Throw a dark order a bone. <laughs> it was it was their it was their representation on the damn pay per view, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I forgot, I forgot she was part of uh, the she's, dark she's order. She still did the thing. Like... She just did the thing. It's it's yeah. still part of her entrance music. Yeah. Also, also, I, why why is they Anna really Jay... need to do something with the dark order? They oh really yeah, they definitely need, they need to reset the they need to reset that group and um... I think I think they're going to but I, I still think that they should just be like the dominant force on dark. It should be just funny. be that dark should literally be their show. <laughs> but hey, uh, also I, um, slight Zatanna cosplay. It was uh, the commentators actually mentioned that it, it was a flashback to her original gimmick pre Dark Order. Because yeah. she was like, I can't remember what exactly they called it, but it was it was meant to be something to like the the ring name she was using, like that was you know part of the appendix Anna J. I, I love showstopper, show like sto- showstopper Anna J. Uh, it did look a bit ring mastery, ring, didn't it? I guess Steve Austin. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. It was it was particularly um, impressive when she brought in not only a not only a chair but that whip and started going like ha and. Yeah. I mean, the the, the match was very uh, paint my numbers. Um, John Silver coming out, getting rid of uh, Mark Sterling in a net brace was cool. Uh, but the the big points of this match were clearly what happened afterwards. Yeah, I, uh, so so much happening. Bivens made an appearance. Uh, fine, I believe his ninety-day WWE contract was up a couple of days before Double or Nothing. I, I think it was the day before Double or Nothing. I think no one saw that coming. No one saw Bivens coming, but Athena has been asked has been uh, with Jade Gargill <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> no. no, she is not. So, no. but no, two, I'm, two... I'm glad. Two brand new appearances. Uh, have to see what's coming for it. As Kevin said on the Discord, where does that put Mark Sterling with Jade Cargill now? Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't quite understand that. I mean, Sterling's got other things. I, I assume that he'll just be go back to a lawyer, and Bivens will be the manager. Well, that's, side that's, Sterling's in a very interesting situation that he's cross promotion. He can basically appear anywhere. Yeah. He appears in Impact, he appears in AEW, he appears in... I think he appeared in the Ring of Honor as well during that thing. Well, he literally, he literally, he literally like, transcends everything because he is a lawyer. But, yeah, what's going on with that? Don't know. Um, one of the things I actually discussed with 
uh, our, our good friend T.A. Black, Mr. Ian from Last Minute Continue the other day, was um, obviously Statlander came out and big cheer for Statlander, which we, yeah. which we knew and expected. And it was like, but you had the three of them against the other three. And <laughs> Jade and Chris are just towering over everybody. Yeah. And, and I don't want to see Statlander versus versus you know red velvet i don't care if there's a few i want to see statlander versus jade there's the batch not yeah that, that would ones. be an, that would be a great match or like an interesting match to see you know it's like how how both those would uh, work out but they, they were literally like a foot and a half tall than everybody else in the ring including the ref and bivins so but... it's <laughs> it, it it's, looks a, silly. it's the era they of are. amazon women's uh they right are now. very is it a fact of they're very tall or Bivens is very short? Um, in, in the case of some of the women, they're just very, very short. Um, Chris and Jade are very tall. Yeah. As you, as you pointed out, Turbo, it is the Amazon, the Amazon women. Well, I was going to say the era of Amazon women. Uh, of that's uh, prime. Yeah, I was going to say, if you could order them via private, it would make <laughs> yeah, our life God. a lot easier. <laughs> um, is that what Tony's doing? Yeah, probably. Uh, who knows? Ordering them from Prime, uh, from Amazon Prime. Oh, jeez. Now, if he can order someone to actually, you know, promote the women's division better as well, I think that would be a good. Oh, start. that would be great. Yeah, because they've got be... a fantastic women's division, and they're not doing a fucking lot with. Like, it feels like the mid card and the TBS Championship is promoted better than the women's World Championship right now. Yeah, I. I, I... It does feel like those belts have kind of swapped places at the minute in terms of the order. Um, but honestly, hey, if you've got somebody who's a really, really good talker and you could put them in the mix as the mouthpiece for various women within it, that would be a good idea. If they want to push I Jade Cargill as much as they are, then they should get her to drop the TBS championship and put her in the main women's contendership. I think the ultimate thing is to take that away from take and then that'll push her into program with Brit. I mean, whoever. I mean, technically, technically, if she's on such a winning streak still, and we're following the rankings, the power rankings of AEW, she should be number one contender if she's had an unbeaten streak this long. I I think you'll find that there are a number of bylaws and quit pro crows and uh-huh. and small print. I, I do think they have it that they. if you're going for that, you can't go for the other one. Just give them both to her and then make her lose one. Or make them defend both on a night. Like, do exactly the whole Rollins thing. Make her defend both on a night and then she'll have to lose one. Or, or you do, like, the Angle, uh, Jericho, Benoit triple threat that they had with the the Intercontinental I, title and the European title. Uh, where Angle lost both. Yep. Lost both to both, never got pinned, never submitted, mm-hmm. because they just pinned or the Chris's pinned each other. Yeah. Chris on Chris warfare, um, but yeah, as I said, the match very paint by numbers. Uh, a lot of it pretty much came from after it. Instead, we go to uh, the House of Black defeating uh, Death Triangle in a fucking stonker of a match. This was great. I mean, it, uh, it was a good match, uh, but was just terribly built. I wasn't invested for oh, this match. Terribly built, yeah. 
it's like, it was awful. Yeah, so, so I was actually, so I'm actually surprised that it was actually, it turned out to be good, uh, as good as it could, you know. Well, I think uh, that's down, I night. think that's down to the workers and them finally all having the ability to do stuff and, you know, oh, yeah. not be right. broken. First it was Pack not being in the country and then it's, Phoenix you with know. Elbow and yeah. And... yeah. I, I, t- I, boy, I, I pop the Penta Obscura, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's a guilty pleasure. Just like, Penta Obscuro, yeah, lovely. But I'll tell you what, the match wouldn't have been as good, strangely enough, if we hadn't have had that really awesome intro for the House, for House of Black with, the, with them all in the paint. Yeah. They've all borrowed Darby Allen <laughs> for that match. Uh, and they came out, but they came out, they looked menacing as hell. They look look serious business. Fucking was it? Was it Matthews? Buddy Matthews. But yeah, the, the former Murphy Matthews. Yeah. Fuck me! Did he have a match? He had a cracker. He has had stonking matches since he's coming to AEW, and we knew he could have them because he had. Back back in WWE, him versus um, Black in WWE when they're on both on the main roster had fucking amazing matches there as well. Yeah. They but just it was just being allowed real, to be let off the chain. He had a real starring role in this as as um, the real work actually the real workhorse out of the three of them. Uh, Brody King, I didn't think did that much. No, um, Alistair Black was sort of there as like haha, but the body doing all the work was was actually Matthews, but. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot to like about this. The, the very clearly they've done their they've done their homework on each other. Like the oh yeah, you, the moves. And it wasn't even the counters. It was like the being ready when like somebody rolled back into the ring, following a move, uh, and stuff like that, that. That really made it look like you know these guys. Not only these these guys really hate each other, but they know each other, and they're prepared for anything that's going on. Um, there was the one thing that confused you, wasn't there, Pete? Which was Pac, Pac's mask. What the fuck was going on with that? It was half yeah, and it, half. It, it, it didn't look like half and half. It just looked like he was walking around with a big pink ice pack on his forehead. Yeah, I mean, it looked a little bit like it was made from like the scraps that were found on the floor I just, around. I just saw one really weird camera angle. I was like, why is his forehead protruding so far out of his skull? Like, he's one of the... Pyramid heads from goddamn uh, that silly egghead movie from the eighties. Pack obscuro. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I was going into this. I was fully expecting Death Triangle to win personally because House of Black have just had the upper hand every time on air, or, like all the dynamite and everything else, and the actual end of julia hart being turned i wasn't expecting just yet i expected this to roll over to the next main pay-per-view and then julia hart to have the turn there but death triangle to get our win as death triangle since they haven't fucking had one yet but no uh julia hart being fully turned to the house of black i think that's just the death knell in the uh, varsity blondes at the moment um Fucking Paul Griff Garrison. Um, Obscuro. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the House of Black now has its first female member. We'll see how Julia Hart really uh, falls into that. Will she get pushed for a singles role now? 
rather than being a a cheerleader, or will she just become a manager for the House of Black? Time will tell. And speaking from, uh, we go from the House of Black taking uh, a win, you know, throwing Mike Rhee off a game, to the first of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. Again, I don't know, uh, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. What do you boys think about this one? Bearing in mind that Reddit is on a flip-flop on Adam Cole. One day they like him and one day they don't understand who the fuck Adam Cole is. I'm fine with Adam Cole no matter what well, he's I doing. Th- I, think that's, I think that's entirely determined on the release schedule of Jim Cornette's podcasts, frankly. <laughs> um, as to whether or not they like or hate Adam Cole. But, Turbo, what, what did you think of the, the just the the tournaments as a whole and how they've been set up and presented here? I mean, I feel so. I mean, it was kind of difficult to kind of follow at points. Like, uh, and of course, I knew what they were trying to do as well. Is obviously have it as um, as a nice way of introducing, you know, having like guest appearances in this tournament and whatnot. Um, uh, see people like you know uh, J- Johnny Elite being one of them in that uh, in the tournament. Still not signed. Uh, Still not signed. Still not signed. Probably, probably won't be signed. Yeah, but um, overall, I think I think the obviously last like this thing started way way back, uh, like months ago, and this is is coming up to the finals. I think obviously tournaments shouldn't really be going that long, really for something like this. It's like uh, like back in the day for like say King of the Ring. And whatnot it would only happen like it would happen within that one month of like i was uh, going to ask you if you would have preferred a king of the ring type pay-per-view uh like late 90s early 2000s where you have what... like the quarters the semis and the finals all in one evening that's that's what i would like to see come back is to have a tournament style pay-per-view uh uh event to come back and you know you could still have it as you know the Owen Hart, uh, Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament as such. Um, but if you can't have, like, the Owen Hart name uh, to it, name it something else. Um, what was it? Uh, I, I can't think of a good name. I think, it'll head, always, but... I think it will always be the Owen Hart Foundation yeah. tournament. I think that's going to be the thing they're going to have year in, year out. Yeah. So uh, unless they can think of, like, a good wrestling type tournament pay-per-view name in order to crown it yeah then i think they're just going to keep the four i haven't minded personally the format where it's just been sporadically done it because they've at least given fair shake to the men and the women as the tournament goes by like one of the, sporadically benef- put them one of the benefits has been has been that it's literally equal time mm-hmm. but mm. But yeah, I, I I mean I've I've been happy with that. It's just that it's ha- how it's been stretched along over multiple like episodes and multiple shows and even multiple events because I believe some of the matches was not even on like AEW television. It was like it was on. No, like... all the matches were on Dynamite and or Rampage. Okay. So they've all all the matches have been televised. Okay. Just like the Revolution. <laughs> but. I'm um... 
I, I, I feel still things like um, it, 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 if they want to use this as a build to something whatnot, and this is obviously I kind of like at the the finals was kind of like where they were kind of like okay now we can build something here because here's our finalists here's who each, this is my yeah. argument with about the the winner and the the women's yeah version. it's like it's like here's the finalists and it's like oh okay now we can make a little bit of a story here you know of uh, having these two as the winners of this inaugural tournament and whatnot it's like hmm I was like, you could have done this a little better. And um, uh, it's, I mean, I'm not hating on the tournament. I'm not hating on the tournament because there was some interesting stuff coming out of it and whatnot and uh, uh, some really decent matches out of it as well. Um, I just feel as though it just, I think it just deserved to have its own, like, uh, pay-per-view I think event that would work. Like... I think that would work if AEW had more than four pay per views a year. Yeah, or even like, uh, well, I, I mean, you can't even do like a, a, a three hour special on Dynamite. Um, mm. You know. Well, I mean, may, maybe if they're gonna start experimenting, because I, I feel like this is what Forbidden Door is. A, it's a, an experiment between whether AEW and uh, New Japan can actually get a decent thing together and sell out the arena mm. and if they can they're selling out an arena which isn't one of their big four mm. so if they can then they might extend to stuff and then you might get your tournament pay-per-view yeah it's like uh, well I mean with that that case well I'm not expecting the G1 to be part of uh, you know the AEW kind of like circuit uh, no with a special crossover uh, version of the event but uh, um but no, it, it's it's early days yet uh, for the Owen Hart tournament. So I feel, you know, I just need it to you know, have another year and see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And, but, you know. Yeah. But Adam overall, Cole, it's like, yeah. Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. What do you think? It was a fine match. It's like, um, you know, there was, there was obviously, um, you know, homages to Owen Hart. Which was always going to be the factor of this uh, tournament is that it was to honor, you know, Owen Hart and the Hart legacy as such, uh, overall. Um, and it was a decent match, you know, nothing bad. I did, I didn't find any, anything wrong with it, or not. Um, and I, I initially felt because Adam Cole's the AEW, uh, you know, uh, proper wrestler, and Joe, as much as I like like joe uh he's bound to our roh at the moment and as their champion so it's like you know gonna have to uh keep have him back uh uh go back to roh and uh, continue his uh work on there and whatnot not have the own heart stuff uh you know time and uh, tying him well i say tying him down but it'd be just like an afterthought because i don't know it's like uh if this is going to be played into, um, like uh, the win of the Own Heart tournament being like a, a storyline or whatever, like like other tournaments that uh, or other championship like miscellaneous championships that is won by various people, aka the greatest Royal Rumble ever championship, 
That was, was a like, pretty bad. Where... <laughs> <laughs> but still, um, I still felt it was all right. Yeah, so I didn't have any problems with it. So, yeah. It, yeah. Nothing really. I mean, this is the thing that I think we, you're going to go on to, Pete. Is that I don't think any of this. Nothing's really going to come of this. The tournament, other than the, other than the winners, nothing's going to come. Um, I wouldn't have had Adam Cole wearing the pink because that's kind of a face thing to do. Um, but hey, I it makes sense that you know joe didn't joe lost but joe didn't lose you know entirely cleanly there was there was interference on behalf of cole which you know does progress that story so joe doesn't look that bad in losing yeah um cole gets to brag about it presumably but you know it, it, it was what it was. Like I say, the, the thing that bugged me the most was the fact that why was why is the heel wearing tribute gear? That was, that was that's literally it. I I don't think I think a large part of this is because a lot of people haven't been able to give respects to Owen Hart. Oh, I, on I understand. I understand why from the individual, but from the from the booking point of view. Adam Cole's a cocky asshole and should think that he's I don't better think, than I don't I don't that. think ring I don't think ring gear has ever come down to a booking decision to be honest with you. It's I mean, let's be fair, FTR are technically heels were heels for some reason and they've still well, done all the tri- tribute gear. Now. I was going yeah. I, I was going to say I mean Adam Cole's had uh, like fan favorite gear before like I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, but, like, but I'm like, when you're doing tribute gear to the person who's the the tournament's named after, mm-hmm. it's a very face thing to do. My concern with the Owen Hart Foundation tournament as a whole is, I thought they were going. It looked like in the very early stages they were going to be building up to build new stars off the back of this instead of it just be like a tribute thing. Now, in the men's stuff, we've got Adam Cole, who's challenged for the heavyweight championship several times. We've got Samoa Joe, who's just been signed for ROH slash AW or whatever deal he's on, and is an ROH champion. Who's now on a fucking been written off TV to go and do voice lines for a video game. And, uh, you know, so, alright, I can understand why they don't want Samoa Joe to win, but do we really need to push Adam Cole? And similarly, with the women's one, We've had Britt Baker, who's been Women's World Championship forever, and Ruby Soho, who's just come in. Do we really need to put the belt on Mr. and Mrs., you know, instead of building up? After, after the fact, after the fact, I just went, oh, man, they totally did this so we could have a nice, happy, friendly yep. picture. But, but, but at the same time, wait a minute, haven't we had this? Is this just going to be a thing now that if one wins, the other will win? Because, you know, that that, that sucks. Unless it would have been, nice. uh, been nice unless... if we'd have had somebody who was like who was like, like the younger and the more experienced have a run through to the final, have like somebody like like Yuta or Dante come through. You know, the promo the promo specifically for Baker versus Soho was about Soho defeating her white whale and actually getting the win over Brit. She still didn't. didn't. <laughs> and you could have 
you could have got given Soho her win. She could have taken that to go forward. And, it it also, you know? also would have given Soho something. Yes. As as we have seen throughout this entire thing, which is like, oh, she the can't only win thing, the big one. And there's no the reason only why thing, she can't. The only thing Ruby Soho had was that uh, is that her entrance was better than Britt Baker's. <laughs> just like... Oh, Britt Baker's got the Fozzie guitarist to just do a couple of chords over her entrance theme. Oh, Ruby Soho's just got rancid. rancid. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it was it was a matter of time before we got rancid. Well, I was I, I was going to say it's like that's normally the, the 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 key point is if you've got the actual band to play you in, you're automatically going to lose. But they know? both but they both had musical. The no, like the time. actual, the, they the, didn't no, have the actual the band, proper yeah. band. That's what I meant. It's like it's it's the same with Triple H. Every time he has Melterhead playing them properly, to the he always loses. It, yeah. well, Tri- it, Triple it, H, it, Triple H has been a jobber for like most of his WrestleMania career. Let's be fair. And, and in, in fairness, I'm pretty sure one of those losses was entirely due to him just being confused and distracted by whatever the fuck Lemmy was singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, about the game, and here's my washing. I have stuff to do today. How so, are you? It's pretty nice outside, isn't it? Here comes so, the game, 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 game. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't disagree that we need to see more of the foundation tournament. I just don't want the belts to become props a lot like the diamond ring house for MJF, where yeah, it's just. I'm, I'm wondering how they can present that as can they be defended at any point? Can they be? Like, no, uh, I, I don't. I, I think. I think. I think they are literally just going to be the prop, and it's going to be because they've said the cup's got the engravings on it and everything. So, the cup's going to be wheeled out on a yearly basis. The belt will be defended on a yearly basis. But considering both Baker and Adam Cole on Dynamite took them down to the ring with them, they are most definitely going to be there. So they're the, going to have a championship the belt, belt to just. The belt will be there so for a few weeks, but they'll be announced as the, as as part of their announcement that they are the 2022. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're they're the belt the belts that they've been presented are effectively like the FTW belt. Yeah, oh, no, the FTW belt is a, is a, has a long and storied history. And there's a, there's yes. a recognized world title, at, depending upon who you ask in the company and if they're wearing Absolutely. orange. Just it's... like everything else, just like everything else, it will be televised like it the revolution. That's still, that's, that's still the belt. It's the original belt. We so, will. Move on from oh god booking uh, booking decisions to oh god will this feud finally end now? Uh, with American top team of Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Page Van Zan, with Dan Lambert at ringside versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti, and featuring uh, if, if featuring American the intellectual property of UFC. <laughs> And if American top team win, then neither Kazarian nor Guevara are allowed to challenge for the TNT Championship as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. First of all, I really like that new TNT title. I it's very that nice. Pur- that purple and gold, the Lakers one, as, as people have been referring to it as. Uh, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. I, Scorpio Sky. Is it now the third, the fourth variant of the TNT oh, title yes. we've had in three years? Because you had the beta, the... You had the beta, the actual, the the strap one that was retired with Brody, 
you had uh, Miro's variant, yeah, and then the, you had the, the Uruguayan one, then you had the whatever the current one was previously. You had the one for Scorpio, yeah, the one that Sammy was holding for a long time. And the, the, you get the black Aaron. strap one. Um, yeah, the black like strap one, the duplicate of the black strap one. <laughs> okay, so this is the sixth variant then. Jeez. It's yeah, and one Great, of those Christ. got destroyed. Yeah, it's like and. And I but thought this. I thought the like, IC title uh, got changed. I, th- I actually don't mind that. I, I I actually probably don't mind that. I like the idea that it's just it just got gets customized a bit in the colors get changed up. The the, the central design is the same, but just you know, the colorization just my, like, changes every six months. My my problem that. is not with the belt; it's with the feud in general. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, I. This feud has gone from. Who the fuck is the heels in this situation? To who the fuck is the face in this situation? To wait a minute, the faces are actually the heels. The heels are still the heels, and now we've got a face that's working with the heels as well. To can we just move on from this? I'm so tired of it. It's not exactly the greatest storytelling in the world for a start. It's just that's my belt. I want it back. You took my belt. You cheated to get my belt. I've cheated to get the belt back. Ah. Uh, now you you've you've clearly won it back off me, but I'm gonna you know go and break into the people you're affiliated with and steal some of their belts to get another belt match. It, yeah, it, 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 is, it is this weird this weird thing as you, as you say with the, the heels with the so many heels and one face um, <laughs> in this situation. But again, it's it's another uh, storyline that was just so convoluted and uh, confusing to kind of like follow but... and whatnot. I don't understand with Guevara and Conti having winning the mixed tag championships down in AAA, why they couldn't have just had a simple mixed tag match with fucking Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt. Why have we added Ethan Page and Frankie Kazarian to this? To just even up the numbers. I mean, just keep them at fucking ringside. They don't need to be in the match. You can still... I mean, in fairness, it was just as well... Kazarian was in the match because he was the best thing in the match. Uh, Frank, Frank, Frankie reminded everybody that hey, he's very good. Uh, there was there was loads of good stuff. All the storyline, the story, the storyline of the match all the way through was just Conti and Sammy being obnoxious, which is why they obnoxious heels, yeah. But they, they were so obnoxious that they turned the heel team face. They turned the heel team face. The face person on the, the face person turned heel on the them. heel walkout. <laughs> yes, there's like there's like like a triple turn went on in this match. It was weird. I was gonna say Big Show would have been like having a uh, meltdown seeing it all happening in the ring. It's like I even didn't turn this match many the, times. In, fa- in fairness, the, the crowd popped crazy when Frankie told them where the fuck they could go. That was a massive pop. We had the, we had the uh, along with the big pop for a beautiful slingshot into DDT cutter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and again, again, in fair, giving you know props where they're due, Conti took that super kick. Oh, she's Sammy. Been... Sammy put the foot right through. Like that was she... tough. I mean. She had practice with uh, how she took uh, Penta's uh, super kick back down right. in AAA, I True. believe it was. True. Uh, so, S- so Sammy obviously, Sammy, buried that kick in her. Yeah, face. I was gonna say it's like I think, <laughs> I think, 
I think they've been uh, having a lot of practice in 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 uh, you know back home. And it's like, it's, like, it's like, I want you to hit me really hard, Sammy. Hit me really hard. It's like. It's like whoa! It's like we, yeah, we don't need to know. We don't really want to know about their home life, which is kind of the point of this entire feud. Uh, it must be over now. It has to. Well, it obviously, has, well, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that. I'm assuming so that... here's the thing: on Sammy's yeah. vlog, they've still got one of the American Top Team titles. So oh, whether it's no, yeah, well, I don't know, but uh, we will see. So I'm hoping it's over, and you know. We'll we'll see. Nothing happened on Dynamite this week regarding any of them. But did then he, it's did he have the fight it's... with Dante Martin? No, that's on Rampage. This that's week. on Rampage. Oh, uh, well. I, I'm looking. No, that's to that's that. on Rampage tonight. In fact, I should say on the um, of this recording. Yeah. Yes. Um, and from that match into why have I missed the build for this match? It's uh, we go to Kyle Riley and Darby Allen. Because um, Carl O'Reilly fucked Sting up, apparently. Yeah, Sting got hurt. I had to miss the fan. Sting had to miss the fan fest. So clearly, oh, it was a li- was so it clearly he's not happy with his contract. Sting's not was happy it? with these ex WWE guys coming in to 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 Neo WCW and you know taking over. Uh, yeah, it, it it was the most. It was probably the most throwaway ironically of all the matches yeah i i just wasn't interested i don't know what it is i've i've literally got no interest in riley and fish at all like anytime they're on screen my brain just switches off and they've been better than this in nxt you know so i don't know why it's like they're you know they're the the thing that made them great in nxt with adam cole because they're all together, and it's just everyone's happy, like... happy at the minute, and so we're waiting for it to for them to cut loose. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to see them versus BCC. Just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, I, this was really a match to make sure that we've got Darby Allen on the card because that we know Darby is a yeah he's popular a fat... individual. Yeah, he's a fan. Uh, sells figure. merch, sells sells tickets. So there's nothing we need to say about this one, I think. No, Not really. Um, moving on to an, a bit oh, of a disappointment. The cartwheel. the cartwheel of almost death. Okay, the cartwheel of almost death. Go on, Kev. Um, what? when Darby dived through the ropes, and I don't know what happened. I've seen this many times, and I still can't figure out how the hell it happened. But he sort of like, as he came out, he ended, ended up like spinning in the like a cartwheel kick, kick kicked him in, kicked his opponent in the face, landed on his, and Darby landed on his head. It, I was got. I, I thought you were describing the 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 combat animations for Sonic Frontiers. No, for a second there. no, no. Yeah. It, it's like something really weird happened on the the first dive to the outside that Darby did. The second right. one didn't go that much better, but that first one he just like he just literally got turned inside out by the ring rope, the apron, something. He literally went diving through and then was like, Wah! and 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 kicked and kicked his opponent in the face. And 
Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. no, where he... Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Where, and then, I, I've literally seen him in front. I still uh, can't figure he, out the rotation on that. He, he slipped or something, and then he... Uh, so he... Uh, as he w- was about to go out the ring, instead of doing the... I think it was meant to be like a baseball slide or something. Like he slipped and then it just ended up going forward rather than uh, was, legs first. It was, it was so. It was such a weird motion, yeah. and they both like. Oh, then they just went to hard. a. Then they just went to a senton on the other side. So, yeah, and it still was. It yeah. wasn't that clean of a senton either. This is yeah. this is the same problem with doing all the suicides that we've mentioned before, like with Biggie and everything else. It just leads to problems you have a slip up and like again it's just gonna be featured on botchamania for a while i guess um moving on to some i'm gonna voice a lot of disappointment not in this match but the build to it thunder mm. rosa and serena deeb for the women's world championship and i cannot stress how much i have complained about the the way the women's division has been handled for AEW, but fuck me. When your challenger has had more airtime, more TV time than your champion since winning the belt, there is something wrong. Yeah. Like, I think somebody worked out the Thunder Rosa and had less TV time than like a main event on a dynamite or something in the build up from one pay per view to the next. Is she still a bit beaten up? I mean, this match went for like uh, 16, 17 minutes. So... 16, 17 minutes, yeah. So I don't think she's that beaten up, but like, I just feel like being beaten up or not, she's there at the shows. She could be doing a lot more. And the times that she is having interviews, she's always getting interrupted and the, the focus is on whoever's interrupting her. She doesn't get her time to actually talk. Like... When Brit was champion, she was in the ring. She was doing the promos. She had a lot of TV time. Why are we not doing the same for your other women's champion? Hell, I think even Adam Page has had less, uh, like, been pulled back on some TV time as well recently. Yeah. Like, that, it, again. Yeah, that was, that was Ruby's point, wasn't it? During the, the promo before the match on dynamite or what have you when brit came out she basically said, no you don't get to talk you've talked far you've talked enough you think you're on all the time it's <sighs> well the match was really good i honestly think like i knew thunder rosa was going to keep it because she's not had many title defenses but they could quite easily have put the belt on serena i could i could see them putting it on her as a like a, a temporary thing just so that she's got it as a as a nod because she's this she is obviously quite a veteran and well respected and it would have been good from a point of view of her story. Heck, they even they even ref- referenced the the Straight Edge Society yep. when in the in the build up to it. Yep, and she was talking about you know I, I shaved my hair for the love of for the love of this business and what has it got me and I'm just not going to take it and I'm going to take what I what I deserve. Um. Yeah, it 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 felt a bit. It was there was nothing as you point out. It was it was an okay match. It felt slow. It me. took their time, obviously. It, it felt slow. Um, which which is not necessarily a bad thing, but Thunder Rose is so explosive 
that when Thunder Rose is going slow, it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. It's uh, definitely you have to have a, a always keep the pace on when through a match, and if you are slower than what you can actually do, it'll it'll die crowd. Mm. It'll die down a crowd. So, hey. hey, who's next to Thunder Rosa? Do you think who should who should be next to Thunder Rosa? I don't know because all the people I would have said are all you know fucking around with oh, in the mid card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so hard to... to it's keeping like, it warm for Brit again. They, they, they either, it's it's got to be Brit or Ruby at this point. You know, that go back for that belt. Yeah. I mean, you can't so I, I, I At that. this point, I would even prefer... I mean, this is the problem with the build to Forbidden Door. We're in a Survivor Series type thing right now where everything's just going to go to the side for the next four weeks while we go AEW versus New Japan. And then we've got build after that um and it wouldn't surprise me if the next like the entirety of june programming just has that whole survivor series problem of blah but we'll see if it ends up being less AEW and new japan to being more undisputed elite and bullet club well they're cur they're currently aligned yeah i know but i uh, will see but we shall move on from something that was a little bit disappointing and could have been better to oh my god the blood why is there so much blood oh my god the blood why is it not Slayer's raining blood playing oh my god the blood uh, we've got the Jericho Appreciation Society of uh, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard against the Blackpool Combat Club of Daniel Bryson and John Moxley and the team of Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz in an anarchy in the arena match, which was essentially his 10 guys having a street fight and beating the bloody piss out of each other. Should have renamed it Max Anarchy. That was raining in this arena. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, this match. Holy shit. It's like, they, they were, they, like, Eddie Kingston, guys. The man's a maniac. It's like, he's got passion, but by God, he's a maniac as well. Like, it's like, dude, all that crazy shit. Um, also, um, how it all started was just like, you know, Wild Thing playing on loop for. I hated that. <laughs> I know it was, I don't I know, know I know it was a, I know it was a tribute to. I know it's a tribute. Way back to... when, but it was just the fact of. Why is this still playing? Just fucking end my life. I'm so... Yeah, and, and I don't God... understand why it's Moxley's music to begin with. Apparently. Like, I get it's a, it's a New Japan thing or something or whatever, but, like, well, he, he probably the music he had, he like, he has Wild Thing playing, and it's fucking Titan is John Moxley, Uncensored Violets, Wild, Wild Thing! thing. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the wrong version of Wild Thing. They got yeah. the version of Wild Thing that they could get, but not like the proper proper version of Wild Thing, if you know what I mean. Um, I actually kind of I, I, I love this match. I I absolutely like I I going into it. And I, it, I I just couldn't look away. My my concern <laughs> it, it, is it was that proper car crash. My my concern is that because it wasn't pre-recorded, like stadium. Uh, like stadium stampede type stuff where it was all basically controlled camera angles of what they wanted to yeah. show it was live in the arena 
but they were spread because everybody was spread out. We had so many fast, quick cutting cameras to try and keep all the content. This was this was a match that would quite easily have done with a half screen um, oh, like picture in picture. Screen. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just quick cuts all over the place. <laughs> but strangely, I thought that actually added to it. The fact that it was just so freaking crazy that nobody knew where to look and there was stuff happening everywhere. And you were going. And you they kept. They, you, you, we, they did. They did keep us up with lots of replays. We had loads <laughs> of replays during this, and that again, it made sense. But frick me, Maynard bled like a stuffed pig, didn't they? Stuck pig. Yeah. What? Love. What? We don't even know. We didn't even see what happened with that. It was just suddenly cut back to him, and he had it's cut to him, and it was just blood crims, everywhere. Crimson mask. Yeah. Full on crimson mask. One of the best, and as a result, worst crimson masks. We've seen in a very long time, but yeah, there was just stuff going over. But and I, I love the fact that the music did keep playing only so that Jericho could destroy the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, yeah. turn that shit off. It's like, I uh, what would you have been the same if it was, uh, you know, Fozzy being played on loop? And you just like have the crowd. It wouldn't keep have had the same it. effect. If, no. if it were, no. if it was a song that I liked, I would probably care less. Me personally, no, I wouldn't. But the fact that it was Wild Thing, and as Kevin said, it's not the proper Wild Thing. It's the one it's they could boot, get. It's it's a bootleg fucking Wild Thing. <laughs> it still doesn't fucking make sense with his fucking Titan Tron. And it's just... get all the barbed wire and the fencing. <laughs> it's a wild thing. Um, it was, was it was it Anita? Is that is it the is it Anita tribute? I don't, I don't know. remember. Uh, I it was a tribute to something I can't remember. But like, it's I, it's it just it just irritates me on a level that is unfathomable. Right, but aside from that, what did you feel of the actual? I'm not gonna say match. I'm just gonna say carnage. It's like what, <laughs> well, what, what event, carnage that is. In, until until we got to focused on the ring, it was too cut away. Like to focus. Like bearing in mind that we are now four hours, five hours into this show at this point, and it's four a.m. in the morning. My brain's not paying attention. I'm not an ADHD adult teenager. My bro, I was just going yeah. like, "Cool, that's happening." <laughs> yeah, I was. I was going to say, it's like uh, even my kind of like, uh, you know, brain at that time. If I was watching this live, which I wasn't, sadly, because I had, you know, my work. sleep uh, sleep pattern is completely shot because of work. Um, like, uh, I would be just like. Uh, I'll be out in and out of sleep if I was trying to keep myself awake from this and that I would be you know um, completely out of it for um, but um, but no going going back on it and looking at looking at how it all just like planned out it was it was madness but it was it, it eventually became like understandable madness to the end of how it was like you had like uh danielson and uh moxley having control and whatnot but then here comes the unhinged kingston that you know just wanted to go 
you know, that one one step over the line to kind of like to get fair, his way. To be fair, it played in with the entire story that they had done leading up to this of Jericho burning someone. Jericho yeah, burning because... Kingston, in fact, and then Kingston wanted revenge. Yeah. Which was it played into this whole thing of wanting to hit on someone and you know that leading to like psychotic delves and everything else and Kingston just not not having uh not getting on with uh Danielson, which was made yeah. light in the promo as well before the actual thing, and just not caring if Brian was in the way. It it all made it all made sense in the te- in the way of doing the storytelling that they were doing. The re- the reactions at that point, when Kingston go, oh, this is this is obviously after he'd been dragged along the floor with a belt round his neck, and all the other crazy shit in uh, that led up to this, including them having to probably have to repaint half the arena because they were being thrown against the walls and there's just blood splatters everywhere <laughs> across this across the back passages of this arena. Um, so I saw one tweet of a, a, a fan saying that they they had to go to the washroom because they got like Eddie Kingston's blood all over. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Crazy. I loved the, I loved the joke by the way that like all the merch had gone up in value after that. After they just they just just had a just rumble. covered in blood. And Everyone, like, all these that? t-shirts covered in blood. Well, that's that's now two hundred dollars for this t-shirt. The as 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 he came out, just just the crowd and the commentators was like, "Oh no, no, this isn't good." But the reactions when it happened was 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 perfect. The fact that Danielson's immediate reaction is to go into fight Kingston, because you got to be, if that's if that is petrol, if that is they're bleeding, there's open wounds. You literally pour petrol onto that's going to hurt. And you know it's it's obvious that at that point it, it is you know this is really dangerous situation. It doesn't Kingston doesn't care about the lives of anybody in the ring at that point. He was just Which, out for revengeance. But it, it leads into them building to blood and guts, which is why why would Danielson want to work with Kingston? Well, that's yeah, the point. He, but it wasn't him. It was Regal and Kingston. yeah. But Danielson oh my was, god. Regal saying bloody guts is not the same thing of saying war games. It really, it really has. I know, but at least it was, it was a thing. Regal being the Regal being the guardian of blood and guts, I can get behind. But yeah, just him saying it, it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's the wrong number of syllables. Yeah, to, it's too to many, know. too many oh, syllables. I mean, I mean, he just went blood and guts, or it could have gone blood and guts. Yeah, the the reading was weird. Yes, um, but, but again, just to, just to finish off that, uh, but also Jericho's reaction, which was the first thing that Jericho did was get to somewhere to get this shit off of him. Yeah, just and the like, closest uh, thing was the ring. Eight, there was the ring skirt, and that made perfect sense. He go over, pull up the ring skirt, and just try getting stuff off of him. And even after the match, his first thought. Is not we've won the match, and by the way, everyone started panicking when Mo- when Moxley started taking the ring apart because it was like, oh, these are, this is bad times. But after the match, Jericho's first thing was you know, pretty much roll out the ring, get a towel, get more, get this shit off yeah. me, get this shit off me. It that made uh, sense. The the storytelling was done very well, and I agree with it. I don't disagree with anything they they yeah. did with that match. I think they did it well. Um. 
yeah, moving swiftly onwards into uh, the three-way tag team for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, we had Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage uh, against Swerve in Their Glory of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Team Taz of Power- Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And uh, I think the wrong people won. I think the I, wrong people I, won. I, I think... Uh, Jurassic Express should not have won this match. I, I'm tired of them with Christian Cage as a mouthpiece. Um, they've been building up Jungle Boy for a singles career for the last year. Not giving hey. a shit about Luchasaurus at all it's in that whole coming. thing. I know it's coming. It's coming. But they they just needed to. They should have dropped the belts by now. Yes, they should, they should have dropped the belts, and they should have dropped the belts in this match. Who should have won? Oh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Who That's what I was thinking. I, 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 I thought that as well. I disagree, and I think Team Taz should have won. No, because I think they need to... They they, need, they needed to have split up Jurassic Express. Uh, not, not even split them up at this point. You could have just kept it, but just get them away from Christian Cage. Give the belts to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Fucking stick Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy on a singles thing. Push them to the fucking moon. And get him in that fucking uh, mid card or the the main card as much, as fast as possible. Like I would like to see Jungle Boy versus Punk. I would love to see Ricky Starks. Punk versus would Punk. like to see Jungle Boy versus Punk. Punk would like to see anybody versus Punk. Let's no. be fair. No. Uh, uh, anybody. Anybody, anybody that in, in the media stuff afterwards, uh, he was asked about the people he would, he would like to he would like to you know, go up against and have matches with. Um. He didn't mention Jericho, notably, and oh, yeah, he, but young, he, he also didn't guy. mention Omega at all. He did mention yeah, Omega didn't come up at he, all. Punk, Punk has always been, since he's been in AEW, wanting to fight the younger guys yeah. and getting them out there. But when it comes to Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy, yeah, I want to see them versus Punk. I mean, it, it's not worked out well for him. As we know, he has a, he has an unofficial tap-out loss in, in the dark segment following... <laughs> Following to, a show, one hook tapped yeah. him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought I think it'd be nice. It would be nice to have pulled the trigger on Team Taz and given them a bit more. I don't. I don't think they need it though. I think they're but doing quite well without. They, they, they're not even using Taz as a mouthpiece ninety percent of the time. He's just loud on fucking commentary every time they're around. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I still, I still think it would have been good. Swerving as much as. As talented as they are, that's a really stupid are, name look, for a team, by the way. They are not going to be pushing Swerve or Keith Lee in a singles thing anytime soon for whatever reason. I can tell that with the way they've handled them. So it would have been easier to put them on there and just push the other guys to, straight away. Swerve needs to be the charismatic one for Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor is back. I don't know. Um, otherwise, I mean, the match was decent. Um, yeah. I know that everybody keeps telling me that there was a spot that Keith and Swerve did, which was reminiscent of their indie days, where it's where they like held hands and Swerve ran up and uh, up the turnbuckle, jumped off the rope onto Keith's chest and uh, moonsaulted off of it or something. Oh, okay. Is uh, impressive. Yeah. But had... it was it was it was a good match. I just th- I, I just my my biggest takeaway is I think the wrong people won. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of about my biggest problem with this entire card is well, I think the wrong people won ninety percent of the time. 
I felt I felt that uh, what was it like? It was lead how they were building this up. I was hoping that Christian Cage was go, going to you know cause junk. Uh, you know the Jurassic Express loss in some way or fashion it, it, in this thing. It, it's coming. I I do not understand what Christian Cage has been in AEW for other than been uh, a bridging point to get the Impact title back to Impact mm-hmm. and then he's just been a fucking mouthpiece for fucking Jurassic Express. He's he's a little bit more coach mentor, I think. He's one of those ones that is a little bit more coach mentor on on things, but did you did you boys did you see the end? See the uh, after the match. I'll be honest. Uh, I actually fell asleep uh, halfway through this well, match. The celebration. The celebration was Christian got Jungle Boy up on his shoulders and was like, "Bruh!" And then Luchasaurus came to the side and was like, "Commentary didn't mention it, but it was like Luchasaurus was like, that's my role. That's my job.'" I've thought, I've, I thought you were going and saying, like, that's that's my Jack. My Jack. My Jack. <laughs> my Jack! My jungle Jack! <laughs> Unfortunately, unless they're going to lead into this as that being a way that they drop the bell. That's, but it's, it's the wedge. And it's not going to happen. slow wedge. Yeah, but unless, yeah, but unless they're going to pull it on dynamite, you've got to wait another four fucking months. Wouldn't put it pop, wouldn't put it past him. But it, it needs to. It, it'll. But it, it's 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 there. It's it is there. It's slowly happening. That Christian is is the wedge because right. he's so focused on Jungle Boy that he's sort of ignoring Luchasaurus. And after that, when he got off his shoulders, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Luchasaurus, yeah, yeah." Just t- tapped on the chest. He's like, "Yeah, I you, don't... you did good." And like, the the, like, pro- you know, the problem with the problem with breaking up Jurassic Express, and if they're gonna keep Jungle Boy with Christian Cage as a manager. What the fuck is Luchasaurus going to do other than just end up on Dark? Um, please, please have uh, a series of freeways between between those three just big hoss because that was one of the best bits of the match. Just, just all three of them together in the ring, and everyone just, everyone just went, "Let's fucking go." Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move. On to the final match. Punk versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. Okay. Go on, Turbo. You take us let's, into this one. Let's just say Adam Page, I really wanted him to have a really good run with this title. But by God, was his title run bad. The problem is, I agree with you for a start, but the problem is is that face runs with a belt are always going to be shorter than heel runs. It's a lot easier to be a bad guy than it is a good guy. Yeah, I know and that. The it pro- also depends pro- on, on the charisma I of the feel as well. It does, and I don't disagree. But in hindsight, I feel like this title change was pulled specifically for the publicity of the next four weeks. quite possibly but at the same time and, i think it was very necessary um there's I, someone I, listed down somewhere who adam page has actually defended this belt against yeah. and it's not the top tier people he has had the same defenses in a shorter amount of time as jericho has defended the belt 
as Moxley had defended the belt, he has had the same amount of defences in a shorter amount of time. And yet, those two reigns are thought of as better because they those two defended it against people at the higher level caliber, yeah. and Page has not. But Punk is the first person that he's defended it against of that any caliber. kind of stroke in terms of in terms of the audience and in, in terms of the, the thing the thing is is that Page's Page's persona hits a particular demographic which is the current millennial because every any millennial is anxious with their station in life and they hit it um i really thought like completely as i said on discord when we were talking about this i completely forgot that forbidden door was this month i forgot it was four weeks away i thought it was several months away yet and they were going to just do the slow build into it but if I'd know, if I'd remembered it, was I would have absolutely have gone for Punk as a winner on this match. I thought I actually thought Page was just going to retain because having Page beat Punk, and honestly, if he had gone for the fucking heel turn, I think it would have been the best trigger to have pulled on if he had actually decked him with the belt instead of dropping it and uh, reconsidering his choices. Reconsidering the choices makes the the anxious millennial cowboy who he is second guessing himself. And like that plays what? in that plays into what Punk was trying to do in, in yeah. the run up was to make him second guess himself, as we know from the from the punch. So I can't I can't fault the storytelling. I just think that the way they've pulled the trigger is based solely on metrics of viewers and numbers. And I, I honestly The problem is is that we're now gonna go back through this whole Adam Page is going to second guess himself and then we're going to see him because let, everybody agrees that the run that Page had to getting into the heavyweight championship title picture was the best story they've done. I don't think they can bottle that lightning twice. No. Whereas, it'll be difficult. It'll, they'll try, but it'll be difficult. The the money is in the chase. As you Absolutely. Alluded, as you alluded to earlier. But I don't see what they're going to do with the character now, other than put him back in that in that. Oh, what do I do? Limbo. I think, and again, I don't think we're going to see Page until after Forbidden Door at this point because Page. I don't think Page is going to be on the Forbidden Door card um, unless it's to make a surprise appearance. It, at it the, was announced. The page it was announced that he was going to be, and that has since been retracted. Yeah, uh, I mean to be fair, I don't follow anything the Observer says. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I take, it with, I I take follow, it with a. I take it with a. I take it with a. Report on it. I take all. it. I take it with a large slice of lemon, it, a lime, yeah. and it's, a it's large dose of salt. That, because normally they don't do that. Normally yeah. they don't do that, but they they specifically did in this case. They said, "Oh, actually, it's not. It, yeah. it's, we've found out more. It's actually not been confirmed um, yet." I think realistically the only thing you could do at this point is have you either have page go on a losing streak on dynamite and then snap or he goes away until forbidden door makes an appearance and costs punk the title in heelish means we then have him properly take control of the dark order and get them back on on front and has a heel turn 
And I think that's the best four page in this situation. Personally, I think I think that's the only way I can see because I don't think they can have face. I'm not sure I'm up for doing the title. I think it has to be reevaluate. If I had taken the shot and hit Punk with the belt, I would have won. That's the that's the decision. That's the clicking point. A heel page where Dark Order has to sort of decide to follow him out of friendship, and they're not entirely down with it. Oh, I, th- I think I think Dark I think I think but Dark Order goes heel. I think they I, need to... they have to go back heel again. Yeah, yeah, and they, they have, have to be they have to have some success behind it, please. Um, yeah, it would make sense because obviously Page has got the New Japan history as with the rest of them. Um, that he might have allies there that he can call upon. I think if you do it well, you could put the... If they do it well and follow that, they could quite put the gold on Dark Order if they make him a faction to be actually formidable. And I've said my fucking piece on factions at AEW way too many times again, but put the tag titles on Silver Reynolds, put the... Uh, put the um, TNT Championship on ten. You have um, Evil Uno being the manager, like the in between between Page and the rest of the Dark Order, just like it was between Brody and the rest of the Dark Order. You haven't been the manager. I don't know what you do with five, and you know maybe even get Anna J to get the TBS Championship. Here's here's some here's some armchair booking for you. Uh, is it isn't it Ibushi that's Omega's boy? I have boy? no idea. I uh, have Ken, no Kenta idea. Ibushi, yeah. Kenta Ibushi, uh, 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 Ibushi's right. Ibushi wants out. Yes, he's been very public about this. He wants out. Yes, he has. You put him on for you put him on Forbidden Door. Page it has he has a match against Page because that plays into the uh, the, the 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 stuff with Omega. You then have. During the entirety of this, he's making Paige look a bit silly. Paige snaps, beats the crap out of him, in in and basically turns heel on him. Um, I mean, it's completely out of character for for Paige, like like super violent, and that writes him out of New Japan. It then means that. He come, he can come to AEW to to fight Paige, which leads into them having a feud. And when Omega comes back, it gets pulled into that, and then it's the it's the reverse of Omega Page that we had. You reverse the, the the face heel, and then you've got something for that to work on while Omega gets up to speed again, and then you've got the Golden Lovers there as a tag team, which can then go on from there within AEW. But it, it sort of allows New Japan to sort of wipe their hands of it and technically get a win for their side by having their guy lose because they want because you know he needs to go anyway. But it it allows storytelling on both sides to occur. Sorry, I wanted to mistake myself. I said I said Kenta Bushi. It's yeah, Kota Bushi. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Kent, oh, Kent. Kent is the one that will cost CM Punk the victory. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's that's what I've been having in my head all the time. Is that is that uh, matchup of uh, Kenta versus uh, CM Punk, which is not going to uh, happen. And he's not. No, it's not. Fair enough. Well, that is uh, our thoughts. Double or nothing. Um, 
do you want to do rating points again? Yes. Do we want to get back into that? Yes. Turbo, yeah. out of 10. Um, simple enough. Uh, I'll, I'll give this a seven. It's like, uh, it's like, um, you know, there was some good stuff. Just a bit, bit of, uh, it was just a bit long, really, in all honesty. Um, Very I feel so it, it's, it's just like, um, and so, some of the stuff, uh, I would have liked to take some time out of one match, put it into another and whatnot, and just try to filter it down a bit more. But, um, yeah, I feel as though it, it was, a, it, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad show and it wasn't a, uh, fantastic show like previous AEW things. I still think that, um, uh, full gear last, uh, you know, the last full gear that happened was probably, has been the best AEW kind of like card. Um, you know, to date, yeah. Um, and I don't know if whenever they'll actually reach that kind of like pinnacle again. So, but, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Mr. Kevin. Uh, a 7.5 for me, very much the same reasons that Turbo gave. Um, as I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I, I didn't feel the time so much uh, as you boys, but then again, I did, I did split it between the evening and then going to go to sleep myself. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of the stuff I, I'd like to say, I really enjoyed the, the trios match we had. I really enjoyed, um, anarchy in the arena a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, just because I, I, I literally was watching just like, throughout the entire thing really enjoyed it but there was at least three maybe four matches on there that just didn't work for me in terms of its its build up its pacing its position on the card and the result too i'm giving this a very solid six fuel cans out of ten uh the other one is because eddie kicks has taken one down to the ring already um it's a six out of ten for me um it's too long. My disagreements I've mentioned throughout the video already with the booking problems and the short-sightedness of the, the booking decisions rather than the long-term booking decision, which they've done for the first couple of years. And it did them all the way well through the pandemic. They've just changed for the next month, I think, is is, is what they've done. So yeah, that's me. Uh, the next couple of pay-per-views coming up are obviously WWE Hell in a Cell. And then AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door. We don't know which ones we're doing. Um, I don't think we want to burn ourselves out on doing everything back into it again. So we'll play it by ear. And uh, as always, come and join us in the Last Minute Continue Discord where we can talk bollocks and wrestling, video games and everything else. Until then, we've been three marks proving MJF right. And uh, we'll see you for the next episode of Last Minute Kickout. Hello everybody, you'll notice it's just me and Turbo now. There's a reason for this. Between the last time we had an LMKO and now, things happened. We've been doing stuff in the Discord. We've been doing we've been setting out our predictions challenge to our Discord faithful. And that has included the challenge between myself, Mr. Turbo. And, of course, the former champion. <laughs> I hope predictions. Well, that's the reason why. 
he's he's full of he's full aware that we were going to go into that, and that's why he was like whoop, 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 over. Not so. We basically had like we didn't talk about WrestleMania, and that might be something that we two do at some point. I think it would just be us two. We might just have like just a, just a quick thirty minutes just discussing WrestleMania, and we might put that at a later date. Yeah, but following that WrestleMania and following the predictions, we did have a new champion, and it was Mr. John Turbo Finley. He took the belt away from the procrastinating, <laughs> vacant defended this thing more. <laughs> is what we're gonna say. I let, let's just say. I mean, I wasn't really hoping to win that predictions. Um, you know, it form was, in it any was way, shape, or form. It was I was surprised. Results. It was some interesting so was results like... for folks, actually. Um. We've been we've been working on this in terms of the setup, and it is going to change again because we're, we're, we're sort of refining it now. But um, as of double or nothing, I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid Turbo was just a transitional champion. As I would it, be, he was a much welcome transitional champion. I will say that much welcome <laughs> in that he had the belt <laughs> and. What's this behind me on my chair that's been here for the entire time? Oh my! Because I am now. I, Kevin, am your LMKO champion. Thank you. Thank you to the crowd out behind the door that just cheered for me. <laughs> crowd, the crowd of the one. crowd of a small the crowd of one feet, uh, a small animal, uh, a small you know, animal. meowing. <laughs> it it may have been just like a bat or something outside that just chittered past the window. I don't know, but anyway, it's so the bell is actually currently with me, but that will change no doubt very soon. Um, whether or not we will do a predictions title for. Hell in the Cell, if we do Hell in the Cell, I don't think we'd want to do it for Hell in the Cell, but I mean, we probably will do soon. it for the uh, Forbidden Door, I suspect. Now, that form on the Discord is open to all of you. If you uh, would like to be a part of our Discord, check out the links below. Um, and we can discuss things, obviously, as we were going, as Pete mentioned during the time. But that form is up to everybody. And there's been a bit of a chat about... <laughs> about the other people within the discord and, and their and how thing and their predictions going forward and, and whether or not they could be doing something so in the future this will not be this belt for another company that may or may not be you know if i move it about a bit you can't tell if it's anybody's intellectual property um but we are going to have a little championship if you like for you guys now if you would like to be a part of that, you could become our community champion. Think of it like, think of it like the TV title, except this is not TV. So it's the Discord chat. It's the Discord chat. It's it's the internet title, but very specific. <laughs> we will. Uh, we've yet to figure out the rules for this, but. Be a part of the Discord. Take part in the uh, predictions, and you will gain points. Those will go into a league table, and we'll do it for like a season between 
well, it would be between manias, I guess. We would do it as normally. Uh, it will obviously be truncated, but we will be keeping up with the titles, the title situation. And who knows, at Mania, your predictions may go directly against ours. Who knows? But you will become the LMKO, whatever, community champion, Discord, king of the mountain. I don't know. One uh, of those. Well, how, well, how how about things like uh, you know if we abbreviate all the the LMKO DC champion, the DC Discord, champion, yes, Discord community champion, yes, you could be Batman. This is how this works. Uh, but say look out for that and look out for somebody defending this. Just not Hermacell because Hermacell looks shit. <laughs> but. Until then, that's been a little bit extra for LMKO. Myself and Turbo and Pete will see you very soon. Bye, everybody.